Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Where we'll drink coffee and sip tea for the next 30 minutes as we learn stuff we never even thought about learning before. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic now that we've got these audio squirrels out of the cage. Uh, well, somewhat out of the cage. Hey, if you've never listened before, uh, we've been on the air for eight years, which is pretty amazing. We did take a short hiatus for a little while, uh, and then we came back with a little bit of a new format, shorter show, um, great guests, and uh, Mike and I asking silly questions just so you can get the answers. And if you're listening live, what do they need to do if they're listening live, Mike? Hey, I would say join in the chat room. If I would. there is a chat room, because sometimes there, there is. really isn't a chat room. We, we kind of <laughs> hope that there is. And it's working today, I could say. So if you are listening live, um, you kind of create any profile you want. So you could be Lonely Girl, what was that, 412 or something like that. Anyway, you could be anybody you want. Hey there, Join the chat room. Girl. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. That's old internet history. Yeah, that's uh, that's old. That's old stuff. That's old, like you, and maybe perhaps you know, I'm older than you, Mike. By a day, I think. Uh, really it's pretty close. close. About the same. Yeah, it's really really close. Uh, of course, we both act like we're in our tweens or teens or something. So you'll just have to forgive us. Hey, we talk about social media. Uh, which means Word, uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn is included in there, Google+, all of those kinds of things. We even talk about stuff we don't even know about, which is really interesting because we don't know about it. <laughs> like but the today. good thing is, well, like today, for example. Well, Now, today is one of our most discussed topics, I believe. I would say it, we most often yeah. refer to this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the difference is today, Mike, we actually have a professional person. We're calling in the big guns. Uh, I don't think the guns get much bigger than this. If we, we're going to learn today uh, how to avoid all those mistakes that I've made in the past. I know Mike, Mike he's good. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't make mistakes, although he does bend a wheel from time to time, maybe twice a year now. Uh, probably somewhere around there, yeah. Hey, if you're not riding, you're not bending, or if you're not bending, you're not riding. What is something like that's, that? That's it right there. That's the thing. So what did we talk about uh, previously, Mike, that inspired us to have our guest on today? You want to brief well, the folks we, on that? Yeah, um, very quick recap. We had a um, – there, there was an issue that uh, came to light uh, essentially um, maybe now it might be a whole month ago. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, we had Rob Hahn on who actually uh, addressed that issue, and we talked all about 
specifically uh, what these people should do. And and what we do on the show is we kind of we tend to work with small businesses and that kind of thing. And sometimes a person is a small business. Um, but then we kind of got a little bit bigger than that last time, and we said, okay, well, these people work for a large corporation. What should that corporation do? And, of course, Rob Hahn uh, actually deferred. He said, you know who you should talk to? And he said, we should talk to a particular person. And, and of course, we immediately then turned around and <laughs> we reached out to that person and said, hey, you should be on our show. And mm-hmm. she should be on our show. Brandy, <coughs> wonderful. She should be on our show. She is on our show. She's also on the road, by the way. She's uh-huh. completely changed her travel plans to be here today, which I think is pretty amazing. Uh, let's kind of set a, another tone. We, we've talked about this several times, going all the way back to United Breaks Guitars. Uh, I think that was the first show that we did on this. And if you don't remember what that was, United uh, Baggage Handling destroyed this guy's guitar, and uh, he asked them to you know, make it right, and they wouldn't make it right. So he actually uh, created a song, a video, and, and it got viral. Any idea how many millions of hits that thing had, Mike? Do you, do you recall? Uh, just going off of memory real quick, 16 million, and that's not memory because I just looked it up, and I'm going to put the link ah. in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> you, you demand. 16 million people watched this video about United breaking this man's guitar. And, and that wasn't the thing. It wasn't that they broke it. It's that they refused to do anything about it. And, uh, yeah, if you jump over in the chat room real quick, you can get the link there from Mike and watch that yourself. And that was eight years ago, seven years ago. Uh, it was one of the first shows that we did on the topic. But we've talked about it many, many times over the years. And that's, uh, you know, you, you put yourself out there on social. You put yourself out there in public. And now with social media, you instantly, instantly can turn up on social media having done something wacky. Now, you have another story about a particular small business that you love to defer to that the manager wasn't exactly uh, – she could have used our guest's help today. What was that story, Mike? Ooh, I, enlighten me. I, um, I'm not sure from which wasn't you there, speak. Wasn't there a bakery that had a – Few issues oh, with <laughs> that one, absolutely. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were going for the other small business that I put in the chat room. Um, as far as Amy's Bakery, Amy's Bakery was um, actually part of a TV show, and they <laughs> totally could have been helped by the TV show, and it just it it, it wasn't a TV show backfired. Amy backfired, and Amy's husband backfired, and oh, yeah. they, <laughs> they just exploded. And that was actually one of one of my faves. I, I do love that. <laughs> and we've deferred to that one several times when we're bringing up examples of exactly how not to handle uh, negative feedback or negative comments about your business. But uh, you know what? Today we have somebody that's really going to, to help us with this. She's one of the founders or the founder of uh, co-founder of Marketing TBD. She's a uh, prolific social media user, user and uh, a blogger. Um, she's been in the same circles that Mike and I have. Mike knows her quite well. So, Mike, why don't you introduce our guest, and I'm going to walk down to the green room and, and bring her to the stage. Oh, 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 this is going to be so hard then. Okay, so <laughs> you, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll do the official one. 
But I'm also going to say, um, before I do the official one, uh, one of the most nicest, sweetest, wonderfulest, just absolutely human, uh, warmest people on the planet that you could ever hope to run into. And, and if you run into her, just don't run into her. Just maybe bump her <laughs> a little bit. But give her a hug. Uh, so Brandy Young. She is managing partner at, like you said, Marketing TBD, which is uh, it's a marketing communications agency, and really it works B they work B two B I should say, um, which is kind of a little bit different from what we normally talk to people about. Uh, it's usually B two C, as in the customer or the client, but B two B is very different stuff. So hey, welcome Brandy to our show. Well- Good morning, gentlemen. How are you both today? You're just so fun. I just wanted to sit and listen to you banter all day. I forgot I was uh, <laughs> part of it. <laughs> we Thank could. you for having me. I'm I'm so flattered that you called me for this. Very sweet of you. Well, you, you came. First of all, we already respect you, and we know that you. We know of your work in the business, and of course, Mike knows you quite well, and uh, our guest. Last week, Rob Hahn said, "This is, you know, this is who you need to be talking to about this stuff." So, how could we not <laughs> have the the Randy Young? How could we not do that? And thank you, well, by the way, funny. for changing your travel plans. That was crazy. Uh, and no problem. That's no problem. It's just a quick LA trip that I do every couple of weeks, anyway. But it was funny because during this whole sort of kerfuffle of the back of the bus the scandal. Um, I was, you know, behind the scenes chatting with Rob saying, you know, the way this is being handled is just making me want to scream out loud. I, or the way it's not being handled. Handled and then not handled. It was just textbook yeah. of what not to do um, when you find yourself, unfortunately, in a situation like this, um, which happens. I mean, the crisis happens. Things happen, especially if you have a little bit of a larger company. There's more than just you. There's a big chance that something is going to occur that gives people the opportunity to chat about you um, and, and, you know, little spark, big inferno, uh, soon erupts, and then all of a sudden you, you don't know, you don't really know where you are, and it, it can be quite, it can be quite overcoming if you've never dealt with it and, um, and don't know how to react, and I think people just, for the most part, do it wrong. And it's a shame because it could be handled. It could be handled um, and managed, and uh, the least amount of damage to your brand or reputation had. So it it could be done. And I guess I'm here because you want me to tell you how to do that. Well, we we certainly <laughs> do. I think mostly uh, a word of caution uh, mm-hmm. is where we should should begin. And of course, sure. if it never happens, then you know, but uh, yeah. So let, let's take some hypothetical organization. Maybe it's a startup organization, and they don't exactly have the personal skills that uh, are needed. But they jump out there on social and they start engaging. Maybe what? How would you set the field? How would you set the the baseline for somebody like that for a small business? Well, okay. So, so taking one step back, so first, what I would say is the things not to do. So you don't react. You don't get into a pissing match like the Amy's Bakery story that you just told. That was textbook. Um, 
the bad news is is that with the with the proliferation and use of any kind of social media, people expect you to get a message out there now. So that's bad. So you you don't have time to really prepare for it. But the fact is, um, you know, if you don't put something out there, you're going to find yourself with an angry mob at the gate. And you can't really cover from anything unless you're ready for it is the biggest message. So the biggest message is to put together a communication plan, a crisis communication plan, um, rather than just jumping online and addressing onesie twosie all the different comments or threads that are out there, you know, going to life about whatever issue it is. You can, you can prepare. It is, it's an arduous task because you need to prepare for anything that could potentially happen within your business. Uh, you know that no two businesses, uh, no two issues are going to be the same, but based on whatever your business is, you can pretty much plan for certain types of issues such as, um, you know, inappropriate behavior like the back of the bus or um, maybe product recalls or failure like a Samsung phone, um, maybe financial misconduct, um, a crime, whether that be um, one that is, uh, you know, intentional or something you find yourself having done like a, maybe a car accident. And then there's a whole lot of layers upon that. Who did it? Is it a, an executive? Is it a worker? Um, but you need to pre- prepare the worst-case scenario communications for each and every one of those. And that way you're ready so that when you have an employee who goes and shoots someone and it becomes national fodder, you are ready. You have your team galvanized. You know your protocol of um, for escalation and notification, you have your go-to people from a media standpoint because it's not just about social. You also have the media out there, and they're they're exactly the same. Uh, you have your internal communication sets for your clients. You have customer-facing communications put together because they're going to wonder about the stability of your company, right? And you need to make sure mm-hmm. that once this once this ends, and it will end, that you still have a viable business. So those people need to be spoken to. So therefore, you need to put put this all together with pre-written statements, um, whatever they are, so that you have something to start from. You're not starting from ground zero. You're starting, you know, halfway through. Then you can respond. So uh, helpful when you yeah when you say you know pre-written statements and when you're when you're talking about actually having this you know everything prepared how. Mm-hmm. detailed or is it lack of detail are you going into this is it is it something like you've got um you know our our representatives while well, we think this is horrible and this and that and that and our representatives are looking into it and we'll let you know with details soon kind of thing is that what you're talking about maybe it, it really, that's where I get into the part that's going to be really frustrating for you because I, I don't know. It really depends on the issue. Um, if it's a legal issue, you really need to be mindful of what is said. Um, if it's a legal issue of an employee and it has nothing to do with the company, you're kind of mm-hmm. clear. You just need to keep yourself away from it until the focus goes somewhere else. But if it's a legal issue, with an employee and it has something to do with the company or it happened at the company, uh, you know, and it, if, particularly if it impacts customers, 
you do need to address it. So maybe it is that high level, you know, this is, um, this is a, a very important issue. We're taking this very mm-hmm. seriously. We want to make sure we understand everything, and we will come back to you with facts as they come to us. It's a holding statement. It gives people something to chew on so that they don't feel like they're being ignored. Because that just makes, that throws fuel on the fire when you, when you right. pretend it's not happening. It's a really bad strategy is <laughs> pretend it will go away. Because um, it, it will go away insofar as being out there, but people won't forget. And you lose a level of credibility. Well, frankly. okay, so, and this might be just moving a little bit away from, like, the back of the bus. We had, mm-hmm. you know, a very large uh, international brokerage, Keller Williams, and I didn't see anything come out from them, and I, I don't know if I ever will. But actually, our original conversation was, what should they do about this? Uh, that's kind of what spurred on this. Um, but then you mentioned, for instance, like Samsung, and I'm sure Samsung mm-hmm. put out uh, things, hey, our batteries are exploding. We're really sorry. We're looking into it. And then when they second order started exploding and doing things like that. Yeah. <laughs> At what point, and I, you know, I know Samsung did something, but for instance, like Apple, like I'm, I'm heavily, mm-hmm. I'm upset at Apple right now because I, what they did with the MacBook Pro, they did nothing wrong, but there's a whole lot of backlash out there because mm-hmm. people want the MacBook Pro to have certain things like, you know, an SD card and a USB slot, and mm-hmm. they don't have that. And so technically mm-hmm. Apple did nothing wrong, but should they be addressing something like this? Um, I, I'm not aware of that. I think it depends how, how big of an issue it becomes and how, what the lasting impact is. Um, you know, and they want to be mindful of, of whether they come off defensive or not. I mean, I don't think Apple is a company that just goes and, throws stuff against the wall and sees if it'll stick. I'm sure they do some sort of research and get feedback to see what sort of products would be um, interesting and popular Mm -hmm. with their customers. So if the research failed them, you know, there's there's nothing shameful about coming out and saying that. You know, we did some research. We got it wrong, apparently. But, But it depends how big that swell really is. You know, how much attention is that? Like, for example, it was big to you because you're a Mac lover. Not to me. You know, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, it's primarily the developers who are up in arms. Okay. The regular people, eh, you know what, the Apple fanboys, they're going to love anything Apple puts out. Exactly, exactly. So then you just want to do that, and then maybe you just, there, there's a, a whole host of different ways to communicate back and forth. You know, if the people who are the most vocal, if they're very influential, maybe you ask them to be on a, a committee of sorts to give feedback on things or to answer surveys so that they don't get it wrong again, if it's really going to be that, um, if they feel it's that important. Um, yeah. But for the back of the bus, um, they actually did put out videos. And then they right. them. Yeah. So uh, another textbook no-no because once you know <laughs> they're still out there, <laughs> just not of their own choice. So and that that's the reaction when when the when we first started chatting and I talked about the what not to do. Don't react. Mm-hmm. If you need if you feel compelled to put a video out there, you just say you know wow this is 
this has hit me like a freight train, and I don't know what to say right now. I want to, I want to make sure I get this right, so I'm going to come back and address this, and I hope you will give me a little bit of time to put my, my head together because I'm spinning right now. And just leave it at that. Um, but, but to come out and just flat deny and call people liars while it's typically the, um, the tact most people will take is just deny until you die, right? right? <laughs> um, <laughs> then it doesn't just, doesn't just go away. So give yourself some time to think about that and put that together. If they had come to me, first of all, the, the main thing is when you come to a, a firm that will handle crisis communications for you or an individual, uh, the first thing you have to do is just like with a doctor or an attorney, you have to be completely honest so mm-hmm. that we know what we're dealing with. And um, it's, so since I wasn't on the bus and I, don't, you know, I, I have an opinion, but that's a personal opinion, but the fact is I wasn't there. So mm-hmm. um, just for argument's sake that they said, yes, there was some kind of, you know, bad boy talk and, um, and we did say some things, you know, fueled by a couple of cocktails that can happen. Uh, no excuse, but it, that happened, and, God, this is terrible. Um, then then we come up with some sort of communication around that and also some honest mea culpa to say, you know, it, it really just didn't even occur to me that that came across as threatening. But now if I think about it, had that been my mom and I was watching as a third person, you know, guys saying things and my mother sitting there, yeah, I see it. And it took right. it took this firestorm to get me there. Um, God, how could I have not known that? You know, something along those lines. That's a very honest, but that needs to be authentic too. It can't just be that, mm-hmm. and then you go back to your old ways. So, or in the sake, if they didn't do it, then um, or things weren't said, or what have you, then there's other tacks to take um, that would first go to, in my opinion. <laughs> try and see if you can have a conversation with the people that were there and, and talk about intent. Because I think what, what they're, where they were going specifically was what their intent versus what their words were. Right. And that's an important lesson of how you can be um, misconstrued, or not misconstrued, but how things can go awry very easily when you're just kind of, drinking <laughs> and <laughs> talking. <laughs> but um, but I think I went off track of what you asked me. No, actually you covered it and you That's went back to the original track. You're good. Oh, good. Okay. That's right. Good, you did good. the full circle thing. So I went let's full take circle, this that, Yeah, full circle. Closed circles are much better than open ones because that lets things in <laughs> and out. Um, so let's take this because we've kind of taken it from the large corporation Mm-hmm. viewpoint and and most of our listeners are relatively small we have you know some mm-hmm. brokers that might have 50 or 40 employees but for the most part we're 10 or 12 people small businesses um okay. obviously the resources and revenue might not be there but there are steps that those people can take as well uh you mentioned for for a large company having a a staff or group of people that can maybe advise um can a small business do that as well before they get into trouble? Can they have a team? I, I would I would highly recommend it. 
And um, I, I think that it would be foolish for them not to have a group that will be the, the communicators, if you will, or everyone has a role within this um, to help keep heads cool. One of the biggest, uh, the, the mistakes happen because people get, we get, uh, you know, worked up about things. We start to panic, and so we'll make an error. So you need people that can be uh, not involved, that aren't going to be emotionally involved, that aren't sitting there thinking, ah, oh, I've worked my entire life for this, and now my, you know, my one agent went and did this stupid thing, and it's associated with my business. What, you know, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. lose everything. You're, you're not, you may not have the capacity to, uh, to respond appropriately in that situation, nor should anyone mm-hmm. expect you to. But maybe someone that is a good friend of yours um, or, you know, a, an attorney or a, a small firm or just somebody can help you through that. But, again, that comes back to having your, your plan. Your if, if this happens, then this is what happens. This is what we do. This is what we say. Um, so that you don't really have to guess. You've vetted those things out thoughtfully and not under a microscope and not under fire either. You, you've thought about, thought about an agent who uh, there was maybe an um, you know, inappropriate behavior um, or accusation with, between agents or employees, a couple of employees, and someone's raising mm-hmm. their hand about it. it. It's your problem now. So you need to think about mm-hmm. how you're going to handle that and how you're going to handle it if it gets out in the world. And assume it will because people talk. You'd always assume that it's going to leave your four walls, always. At the speed of light, no less. And, and yes. multiply rapidly. Yes. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I guess it gets back to the old thing, uh, you know, failing to plan is the same as planning to fail. But mm-hmm. how does someone, I mean, what were the steps? Because obviously in some ways a small business can emulate what a large business would do. So, uh, I mean, what would the steps be? Would you want to create a social media policy or just a PR policy or where do you start? Um, well, I would start by putting together your your team um, of people. Um, sometimes it's appropriate for the leader of the business to speak. Sometimes it's not. Um, so say, let's pretend it's a you know a sexual um, harassment accusation. I personally wouldn't have the owner of the business speak to that. It gives it more power. It would have maybe one level down. Um, so you have your team of who does what, who addresses things, who um, just who handles everything, um, who, who are your communicators. You'll need to have access to legal resources as well. So just have them identified if the company, you know, obviously smaller companies aren't going to have attorneys on staff. You can't afford that. But you should know who your go-to people are. Um, brokerages, they house confidential information correct? Right. You, mm-hmm. have, you have information you wouldn't want out there. So um, in the event, um, we had a client who um, had an employee that his name is George Zimmerman, and he shot Trayvon Martin, if you recall. <laughs> and um, so in that case, um, you know, it's a huge issue. The FBI was knocking at the door. Well, this client was doing uh, forensic review of mortgage loans. You can't just hand over access 
to the systems. There's millions and millions of people's data stored. So they had to have a legal protocol there. Um, so have access to legal, but have an escalation protocol and notification procedure. So who's doing what in case of what? Okay, mm -hmm. Is someone tweeting about it? Is someone responding to tweets about it? And keep your message the same and tight. Don't go off. It's not about what Mike tweeted and then what Ken tweeted and what thread Brandy responded to. It's not individual. It's collective. Keep the message at the message level. Not at the, you're not replying to individuals if we're talking purely about social media here. That's important to keep in mind. And have all these responses pre-written. You don't have to have you know, tons of money to do that. You just have to know what they are and work on them and work on them and work on them until they feel right. Um, but you have to be thoughtful to go through and understand what position you take where. Is it an employee? Did something happen at the office? Not at the office. On the job? Not on the job. Who are they within the company? Are they you know, management, executive? Are they a worker? So all these things make a difference in how you react and respond to it. Mm. Um, that's, I think the big question is how do you? I mean, what kind of time limit is there on a response? Do you need to be sensitive about time or should you yes. alert people that you're going to be responding or how does that work? When you mean, when you ask me alert people, do you mean employees or do you mean just I mean the, the public. People like we know public something happened, we're getting our act together, we're going to respond as soon as Rob quits blogging about us. <laughs> that Rob Hahn. Um, maybe, yes. I mean, if you're not ready for it, uh, if you're not ready for the response, yes. I, I say if, if people, if you feel like it is, if it is taking, you know, if it is starting to gain speed and you see momentum, then yes, you can do kind of a holding statement, if you will, saying, you know, this, this is a, a serious issue. We take, we're, we're taking this very seriously. We want to make sure we have all the facts before we issue a response. But be very real about just exactly how, um, how big the issue is. It might seem really big to you, but ask someone who's not emotional about it, someone outside your firm, a good friend, you know, to, to kind of take a look at the landscape. There's, there's algorithms and fancy things to measure, but if it's a smaller company, obviously we're not going to have access to that. But have them take a look at that and see, is it something that's really everywhere or is it something that you're very sensitive to because it's about you and, it, you know, you're worried about the potential out, uh, fallout that it could have? I think small companies don't even have the ability to have their ear out there that well unless somebody's shown them how to automate, you know, uh, harvesting mm -hmm. of information. So in mm -hmm. this particular case, sure. I mean, it, it got pretty big and it got pretty involved, but did mm -hmm. Rob help throw fire on something unnecessarily? Unnecessarily? Um, mm -hmm. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I mean, I personally, it was already, all the information was already out there by the time he wrote about it. Um, you only needed to follow threads. Um, that's my opinion. But my opinion in that doesn't matter. It would be the, the three women that would need to answer that question. If, if well, he, you know. 
but, I only bring that uh, up because I wouldn't talk about Rob unless he were present to defend himself. <laughs> Robbie. Is Rob here? Are you awake, Rob? He's here somewhere. Hello? <laughs> there he is. Hey, what's up? Good morning, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about you, and obviously your ears were burning, so you decided to call. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've been uh, listening. I was like, hold on, let me turn off. Uh, yeah, I've been listening, and I'm like, wow, I actually have questions for Brandy. And then you're all like talking about me, like, I got to get into this action. <laughs> <laughs> How are well, you? there you are. <laughs> It's good to hear your voice, Rob Hahn. Indeed. Indeed. So what, uh, what, do, what yeah. do you need to clarify today, sir? I don't think I need to clarify. I actually have a question for Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's multiple questions. The first one I think is, I, I think your advice is obviously incredibly solid. Right? But let's say I didn't follow it. Okay. Let's say I panicked, uh, I did stupid stuff. And I went out and essentially lied, you know, trying mm-hmm. to excuse myself. Is there some point of no return, in your opinion, where you just cannot come back and reestablish credibility? You know, like, you know, so, for example, I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, big, you know, sort of, and I don't even want to talk about uh, the specific event that's tra- you know, that inspired our conversation, but take someone like Tiger Woods, right? When he got busted mm-hmm. for all this, you know, like banging strippers everywhere, you know, he came out and sort of apologized right away, right? And he said, you know, I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, he went into therapy, all this stuff, and he tried to mm-hmm. kind of get over it. I don't think that it really helped. I guess the question is, let's say instead of doing that, he came out and just, you know, totally denied it, called all these women liars, you know, whatever, you know, did all that for a while until something happened where he just couldn't deny it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess the question is: Is there a way to come back if you're really screwed up? <laughs> I mean, there like, always is. Hmm? Yeah. There's always a way to come back if you always. Yeah, how would you up. do that? Well, I mean, you know, are you going to be a culpa ever? And do you want to? I think it really depends on the individual uh, situation. Because do you want to really bring up the past and start that conversation again? Or do you want to start a new conversation that's kind of related to that issue um, so that people understand why you're starting this conversation um, to reestablish yourself in in whatever light that you need to? And does Mm -hmm. it require a mea culpa? Does it require a – I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed how all these celebrities seem to go into quote-unquote therapy or Mm -hmm. uh, rehab whether it's sex rehab, alcohol rehab, drug rehab, they always immediately go to rehab because it's a form of a mea culpa by admitting right. they have an issue. Um, but um, I think we're kind of all numb to that. But if the mm-hmm. fire has gone, if, the, if it's died down, um, you know, do you want to do that or do you want to come back out and say something along the lines of, um, you know, I, I didn't realize that words were as, harmful if there wasn't intent behind them. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm making it my, um, so I've done a lot of searching and I found these resources and I think, guys, we need to have a conversation about this and how this happens. And I think, I've, okay. I've, um, Rob, I, I replied to you on this that it's, and I'm sorry that I took this back to the back of the bus, but um, on this particular issue, this is an issue that men need to help women 
work on. We we can't do it without men doing it. So, you know, that would be perhaps a strategy to do that. But the the going, you know, you you can't just do a deep dive and stay down. Right, and think that you're going to emerge, and every you've been washed clean of all the everything. There's you're going to be tainted. You're going to have that of course little bit of um, little bit of reputation damage to you by people who aren't going to be forgiving. It it just depends on what you do. Well, that's a very that's good true. question, Brandy. Is if if that happens and it's years down the road and that comes up again, then how do you respond? I mean, if it's three years down the road and boom, there it is in your face. What do you do? Um, well, I, it's, again, um, do, do you feel like you did something wrong? No. I mean, well, it me? kind of no, comes, I, I never did anything wrong. I, <laughs> never. <laughs> um, it, it depends on the situation. And I know I, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've said that during the last, last half hour, but it really depends on the situation. <laughs> Was something done wrong that, that you are, that you have regrets for, or is your regret solely that, you know, this happened to you. People are forgiving, and people will also rally behind someone who's been done wrong. But you need to prove that you've been done wrong, mm-hmm. especially on social. They love that. They love a comeback story, and they love um, they love someone who's, oh, my God, you know, done wrong, and then we're going to go support you, and so sorry we attacked you last time, right? So if you, if you did it, if you were wrong in the first place, then, you know, if it does somehow come back up, you do need to address it. Well, or maybe. It depends who, how it comes up and in what context. And, and uh, I mean, if you give me a scenario of the whole thing, I can talk to it a little bit more with a little bit more substance. I feel like I'm not giving well, you I mean, every, every time somebody mentions Bill Clinton, what's one of the first things they think of? Monica, right? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. boom! It's not going away. Mm-hmm. So he just doesn't talk about it anymore, obviously. And, and I guess, you know, especially this time of year, this is like the grand world galactic championship of uh, public relations. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the presidential election season because of the huge amount of things from people's past that are brought up again and again. So we should learn from that. Mm-hmm. But on a smaller scale, um, you know, there has to come a point, I think, when you just you don't even – address it anymore you've been exonerated you've served your time um and then and maybe that's the then maybe that's the response ken it's like you know we, we've had this discussion we've all come to the same conclusion but what's really important is and then you go to the next issue hmm. if redirect if it's yeah redirect it if it's if it's been talked about there's not going to be a resolution people have their minds about what happened and about you it is what it is why bring up things from the past that aren't going to serve you or your company well the thing is brandy i mean i think my question is sort of if you've taken steps in the initial defense that are Mm -hmm. That are troubling. So, you know, again, that's, I'll give you an example, right, just because I've been thinking about okay. this uh, recently. Say you um, are brought up on ethics charges. You're a realtor, mm-hmm. right? A fellow okay. realtor brings you up on ethics charges. And the thing is, you know mm-hmm. you did it. Like, you know you violated right. the code of ethics. You know you screwed the client over, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in your initial defense, you just go all out attack, right? So you okay. call the other realtor or whatever, all kinds of stuff take to social media, you rally your people, deny it, you do all those things. And then like two months later, uh, you know, you get prosecuted and convicted. 
right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, whatever, some some fraudulent action, right? Okay. And now it's obvious that your initial defense was was not really in good faith. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do then? Do, do I still have my license? Am I still going to be a realtor, or did I lose my Let, license? Look, I mean, there are realtors in the country right now that are selling you, you know, convictions, and they're still realtors. So that's that's a separate issue. But let's say, you know, okay, yeah, like no, no, it, it mattered. No, it matters. Doesn't I, matter. I mean, the point okay. is, from a social media and sort of PR damage control standpoint, you know, the the best advice, really, I, you know, is something. You know, again, you said it. I've said it. You know, which is, if you know that you screwed up, I mean, you're better off just coming out apologizing and just. Yep. Taking a punishment and and getting over with. Yep. My point is, what if you don't do that? In a panic, you get bad advice. You know, people tell you to, you know, clam up. Like lawyers do this all the time, right? You know, just just mm-hmm. shut up, say nothing, and then we're going to want to attack and undermine the credibility of the person who's bringing the charges. All this stuff. You do all that. Mm-hmm. You carry that out for a long time, and then facts emerge where you cannot defend yourself anymore, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do then? I guess is the question. Like, is there a way back? You know that that's you know that's sort of the question. I, In other words, yeah. 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 I think you can. I I think that with the right kind of culpa that starts privately with whomever you know this. If someone brought in the case you just put forward, you know, go right. to that person, make apologies, start under, you know, start behind the scenes so it is authentic. As long as it's authentic. I mean, mm-hmm. if you are authentically wanting to, you know, put this mea culpa out there and you want to put this behind you, that's what I would probably tell someone to do. You know, start not outwardly on social because then it's phony, right? Mm, then you're okay. just trying to, for the, the, for, to be um, so that everyone knows you're doing it. Um, so, you know, start there, have your conversations, um, and have them be conversations, not just, hey, sorry, I, you know, I'm panicked and whatever, but have a real conversation on the damage on both sides. And, and, and maybe if this person, if you've given it some thought, why you reacted that way, and then all of a sudden it was, you were snowballing. I mean, you can't, can't take it back now, right? I've mm-hmm. <laughs> created this whole big story, this narrative. I, I, can't, I can't undo that now and ring that bell, so I've got to keep going with it until I, until I get to a point where I don't have to anymore, and now I have to, I have to undo it. Start there, mm-hmm. and then if it's if it's still an issue, then you can go and say, you know, I've had a conversation with Rob, and I've expressed to him that I was wrong. I was wrong during mm-hmm. this. I handled everything incorrectly. Um, it's no excuse that I panicked and I lashed out at Rob when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I was. And I didn't know what to do. I saw my future blinking before my eyes. And I'm, I'm happy to say we have had a heartfelt conversation. And he's been, you know, kind enough and big-hearted enough to forgive me. And now I come and ask for the same forgiveness. I'm hoping we can all, you know, put this behind us. And I think people respond well to that. People who might have been hurt individually, mm-hmm. you address that as well. I, if there's individuals that have been hurt throughout this, I'd like to have the opportunity to discuss this with you as well. Um, I want to be able to move forward with my life and, and lead the kind of life that, you know, would make my parents proud. I mean, get in there and be human with it, if that's And, and I think that's an important really thing, too. And, and we, we could go on for hours. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time here. But I think even sometimes you just need to take it to the individual 
and say, uh, you know, I hurt you, I did you wrong, uh, I, I really, truly want to make amends for it. Obviously, if you mean it, if you don't, then that's that's a different story. But uh, thanks, Rob, for calling in. I'm going to give Brandy a second You're here welcome. to kind of promote herself. Fun chatting, uh, Johnny. <laughs> and uh, Brandy, how can folks get in touch with you if they need you? Um, if people need me, I'm um, on uh, Twitter at Brandy I, B-R-A-N-D-I-E-I. Long story about that one. Or uh, my company's name is Marketing TBD, as in to be determined. And you can always reach us through there for awesome. a little plugless. Okay. Oh, no, no problem. We're so glad you took the time out of your obviously busy schedule to uh, to join <laughs> us today, and uh, no I'll have you back on sometime to uh, continue the conversation. Absolutely, so anytime. Safe travels to you, and we'll see you around the uh, the social part. And Mike, uh, last second takeaway. Oh, like she says, be authentic. Uh, she said that 15 times, I think I counted, uh, be authentic in pretty much everything you do. Just be authentic. Yep. That's it. Time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. See you next week. <laughs>